Good morning. Welcome to Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me today on the Joy FM. Hope you are having a good day, a good Sunday morning, and I hope you are ready to continue to dive in this word with us. Today, last week, I started talking about who is Jesus, and we're going to continue that talk today. And to help me do that is my beautiful bride, my best friend, my ministry partner, Miss Martha Tuck. Hey, babe. Hey, handsome. <laughs> glad, glad you joined me today, and uh, thank you for being here today. Yeah, well, thank you for asking. We are going to talk about who is Jesus, um, a big reason why. Well, one, everybody needs to know who Jesus is. But also, this time of year, more people are focused on Christmas. Unfortunately, usually focused on things that have nothing to do with the true meaning of Christmas. But people do focus a little more on Jesus. Some folks know that Jesus was born or they heard that we celebrate Jesus' birth and they know about the little baby Jesus, but that's kind of where it ends. And if that's where it ends, then they are missing everything, aren't they? Yes, they are. They're missing a whole lot. So we're going to talk about who is Jesus today on Sunday morning with Love and Action. But before we get into his word, Martha, would you lead us in prayer? Yes. Yes, I will. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you today and just thank you so much for this privilege, Father, to uh, speak of your awesomeness. <laughs> And just thank you so much for this, um, again, this opportunity to, to share who you are today, Father. And I ask that you just go forth and direct our words, Father, let it be pleasing to you what is said here, Father. And just use it, Father, for your glory and your honor and to further your kingdom, Father, and to, and to let people know how awesome you truly are, Father. And let it bring those that don't know you to you. And let those that do have a relationship with you, Father, just deepen their relationship. Father, just use this as your vessels today, Father, that you speak through, that you encourage through, and that you love through, Father. And again, we just thank you and praise you for all you've done and all you're going to do, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, babe. And we do have tissues in the studio today. Whenever Martha starts talking about her Savior, tears usually come up, and that's a wonderful thing. Last week, I talked about uh, Jesus being the Son of God and how Jesus has always been. He's, he's been here well before the beginning. There, there, there's not, there's, there's no beginning. The beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is mm-hmm. eternal or eternal God. Talked about how he is the light of the world and how he is the bread of life. Just wanted to recap that real quick for y'all as we talk about who Jesus is. Uh, before I dive into some of the scripture that I have here, let me ask Martha, who is Jesus? Again, I always have a problem. There's like no earthly words. We usually always, I know y'all hear me say that. Some of y'all hear me say that. Like, There's no earthly words to adequately describe who he is because he's so much more than, than anything here on earth. <laughs> I mean, he's God. Um, and, uh, but like I said, there's no earthly words. But I just, just to put it in some kind of word, First and foremost, he is my number one. He's before anyone. You have to put before him before anything in your life. As a Christian, you need to put him as, as your the number one source for everything. You know, you get up in the morning and uh, before you hit the floor, you know, he's the first one you go to. He's the first one you cry out to. Uh, first one you pray to. He is everything. He is, um, he's so much, but he's my, he's my Lord and Savior. He has saved me from the wrath of God, uh, an eternity in hell. He is, uh, so he's forgiven me. And like I said, there's many things, uh, but he is truly a provider for me. He provides, you know, the very breath I'm breathing right now. 
for one thing. I think sometimes we you know we take things so much for granted that we have. You know, blessed with a house, blessed with a car, blessed with groceries in our pantry, you know, clean water out of our faucets. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's him. You know, I mean, he provides everything, the ability to, to come to ministry here and to work and, and make the funds we do. I mean, he's everything. He is a provider and... Um, he has done so much in my own life personally. He he has healed me. So he is my he is my healer. He has healed me uh, multiple times. I mean, there was one time I had kind of a scary diagnosis, and um, but then, you know, they never could really do anything because they never. My, every time I checked my blood work, it was kind of out of whack. But then, he said, just. Like, oh, your blood work's normal. And that, one time I walked in, and he worked, blood work's normal, came back in and checked it again, and it's normal. He said, you're good, go ahead. You know, I mean, he's just, that's just God. I mean, it was scary. Like I said, I ain't got time to share all the details of everything. But um, he is my healer. He has healed me multiple times. And not only just physically, but emotionally. You know, we all have our hurts in life. Sometimes you develop habits or you develop mindsets that should not be. And um, he has healed me in that way. And he is my constant companion, a friend that's always there. And I did it again, somebody out on ministry, y'all know, I always say his phone line is never bit too busy for me. His internet's not broke. He walks with me and talks with me all day long. He's my constant companion. And it's Deuteronomy 3.16, you know, in his word. He fulfills his word, that's for sure. He never leaves me, never forsakes us, never forsakes me, never forsakes you. You know, like I said, he's there with me all, all day long. And, and he wants a personal relationship with everyone, not just, he don't want us just to know about him. He wants us to know him, personal relationship. Isn't that amazing? And There's like eight, you know, kajillion people on the earth. <laughs> you know, it's like eight billion people uh, on this earth. Yeah, yeah. And, and he wants that personal relationship with each and every one of us. Each and every it's one. Whoa. I mean, that's just, wow, just to even imagine that. You know, God, the creator of heaven and earth, you know, and when you look at earth as just a little old bitty thing compared to the whole spectrum <laughs> of everything with creation, he wants a relationship with us. That's just so awesome. And that's just his love, his love for us, his love for his creation. And like I said, he loves me. He loves all of us, but um, he loves us unconditionally. That it's in God's word. If you, I, I, if you want to get to know God, read his word, guys. Y'all that are listening, and don't don't just read it to say I read my word, but read it and study it and apply it to your life and know who he is. Like I said, if you want to know who somebody is, you know, they write a book about their lives, then you read it, right? Well, here you go. The Bible is it. If you want to know who God is, and the thing is you can actually talk. You can actually have a conversation. You can listen. You can talk, and he listens, and he will speak back to you um, through his word or other people or however he wants to do that. But like I said, and there is nothing in Romans uh, 8.38, that there is nothing that can ever separate us from the love of God in Romans 8.38. Like I said, he is always, always there with us. There's another one of my scriptures, Isaiah 41.10. I have so many scriptures that I just, I love. Isaiah 41.10, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So, you know, he's got us. Regardless of what's going on in our lives or what's going on in the world, he's there. I am with you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He's not like he's 
like I said, constant companion, always loving, always kind. I mean, he's everything. Like I said, strength when I am weak. Uh, that's in Second Corinthians twelve nine. You know, that's one of my favorite scriptures. You know, when I am weak, he is strong. Just so much more peace in life storms. You know, like I said, peace. We don't have to fear. We can always have peace knowing that God is always with us. Always. All we have to do is cry out to him. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, like I said, internet's not broken. His phone line's never too busy. He's always there. There's that constant open line of communication with us. You know, he is everything that I'll ever need. Everything. Like I said, all that is, is still inadequate, but that's just that's just some of the things I could continue on. And and we will. You know, when we talk about who Jesus is, it's, you it's know, an endless it, list. It, it is. <laughs> it really is. And praise God, we have all eternity to thank him for for that endless list. Uh, but we want to thank him for, for just who he is. And it's, it's heartbreaking to know that people don't know him, that people are going through this life hurrying and just totally either oblivious or totally ignoring Jesus. And if that's one of you who you think you just happened to tune in today, you know, the Lord led you to mm-hmm. because he loves you and, and he wants to show forth his great love. And there's truly no love like his. Nothing's even close. And as Martha said, Jesus is her number one. And I'm perfectly okay with that. Because <laughs> we both know that Jesus is our first love. And that's how it should be. Because when we put him first and he fills us with his love, then our love for others is, is even greater and is even better and pure. And we talk about Jesus being Savior and people may think, well, why do I need a Savior for? Well, because the fact of the matter is we have all sinned against God. And sin's one of those Bible words, right? right. That some people may not understand what it is. Well, sin, when you break it down to its basic definition, is disobedience. disobedience. We're disobeying God. And God is holy, he is righteous, and he is just. And therefore, we need to be holy and righteous and just. And so the next question is, well, how in the heck do we do that? You know, (laughs) I'm far from that, right? Well, through Jesus, we we receive his righteousness. And the beautiful picture of it all is when Jesus died on that cross for our sins, for our disobedience, he paid a price that we could not pay. As we read in the Old Testament, we read about the commandments that God gave his people through the awesome prophet Moses. And these commandments were to be lived out. And, of course, they couldn't do it. We right. can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not picking on, on the Israelites of old. It's, it's <laughs> None of us could. Right. And God brought in the sacrificial system to have a blood sacrifice to cover the sins of the people. Mm-hmm. And that became a ritual people just went and did it just to do it, didn't mean anything. When we repent, and that's what they were supposed to be doing as they brought the animals to be to be sacrificed for their sins, to repent means a change of heart. Right. It means we're, we're turning. turning. It's a turning. Exactly. We're turning from our sinful ways, and we're turning to Jesus. And that became a ritual to them and didn't really mean that much. And God said, well, he already had this planned out since forever. Mm-hmm. God said, well, I've got a plan in all this. Right. You need a savior. Mm-hmm. You need the perfect sacrifice, a perfect lamb. And that perfect lamb of God is Jesus. Jesus. Right. And so when Jesus died on that cross and his blood 
ran down that cross onto the ground. His blood was shed for our sins. So when we receive Jesus, you know, when we give our lives to him, we're born again. We're, we're saved. We, we become a new creation when we give our lives to him. Then what happens is we receive his righteousness because our righteousness, as the word says, is like dirty rags. Our righteousness is, uh, to use some good Southern English here, ain't no good. <laughs> but yeah. Jesus' righteousness, we get to receive that the moment we give our lives to Jesus. Therefore, when God looks at us, he looks at us as though we have never sinned. Never sinned. Yes. And Jesus, on the other hand, when he was on that cross, he was taking all of our sins for us, so it was like, it was like he did all these sins and was getting punished for it, though right. Jesus never did sin. Totally innocent, totally, completely spotless lamb. He never sinned, right. but he took our sin for us. And so that's why he's our Savior. And then we know on the third day, God raised him from the dead. So as the word says, all who believe shall not perish but have eternal life. We're not perish spiritually. We're all going to die physically. Our body's going to give out one day. It's, right. just, it's just a fact of life. Right. And, and death in itself is proof that there's sin in the world because that's we were created to be of God forever, mm-hmm. the first man and woman, Adam and Eve. But sin came in, and, and therefore death is, is proof that there is sin. But when we have Jesus, when, when he's our Savior, he's our Lord, then it's like we never sinned. That's how God looks at us. Right. And we get to live with him forever and ever and ever. So we need to have a Savior, and Jesus is it. Jesus is the only, the only way. way. Yes. There, there is no other way mm-hmm. to eternal life. There is no other way to the Most High God, to our Heavenly Father, to our Abba, our Daddy, mm-hmm. than Jesus. Jesus, right. John fourteen six. it's the way, the truth, and the life, and the only way to the Father. So we need Jesus, and we need him as our Savior and as our Lord. I was just looking back over some of these, again, the things, like you said, he, he brings peace in our storms in life. And it's just, that's, um, it's about the, there's a, a story in the Bible where Jesus was a, um, a powerful, like you say, miracle, miracle, and he is a, mir- a miracle, we'll get that out in a minute, worker. Because, um, you know, he was some of his um, followers one day, he was crossing a, a big lake, and a storm came across the lake there and Jesus followers were in the boat and he was in there he was in that boat you know he was sleeping he was you know he was tired he was resting. <laughs> of course I don't know if he snores but anyway uh, <laughs> when he was sleeping he doesn't sleep but anyway uh, when he was sleeping then but a powerful storm came on that lake and his his followers the disciples they were very afraid in that boat thinking oh man we're gonna die and so they went down and they woke Jesus and said, Jesus, Jesus, we're about to die. You know, don't, don't you care? I mean, help us, dude. You know, like 911, seriously. And um, all Jesus did, he just woke up from there and he said, quiet, peace, be still. And, you know, he tells us, us as his disciples today, still that for us. When he said that. Um, the rain and the wind and all that, they obeyed his voice. They obeyed him, and, and they stopped. So there was peace. And if you need peace in your life, if you're seeking peace today in your life, in the storms of this life and of the storms of this world, I ask you to cry out to him because he does care. 
and ask ask him to be your Lord and Savior if he's not already your Lord and Savior. And he can give you peace in that in your storm. He can give you that peace. I mean, there's just so many there's so many stories yeah. in his word. But I just you know, just there's no reason to fear, like I said earlier, and there's no reason to fret because he is with us. I mean, it's just like I said, he's he is everything we ever need. He is it. <laughs> Amen. And, you know? and we often talk about we want peace on earth, right? Mm-hmm. And the way people seek peace is is usually through war. That's the way we usually think of peace is, well, we got to have war to get peace. Mm-hmm. But, no. you know, God God has a, has a different way of doing that. And when Jesus... Uh, returns because he is coming back yes, with the season that we're in now um, some people celebrate advent mm-hmm. and advent is um, a coming the people were looking forward to the coming of the messiah and of course we know he has come in jesus but the second advent is when he comes again and when he sets up his kingdom and there's peace on this earth it's, it's that hebrew word shalom, shalom. Yes. and that just basically means making all the world's wrongs right, <laughs> and everything is right, everything is peaceful, right. and that's the peace that Jesus gives us. We talk about him being Lord, and kind of what does that mean? Well, first of all, he's Lord whether we recognize him or not. Right. He's Lord of all, and mm-hmm. uh, whether, whether people admit that or not, he is. So what we need to do is we believe that he's our Savior, believe that he died for us and rose again, but confess him as Lord, as we read him at in, in uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Confess Jesus as Lord. Mm-hmm. And what that means is we're surrendering to his lordship. We're saying, you are Lord of all in my life. Right. I know you're Lord of all anyway, but I want you to be Lord of all in my life, and I'm recognizing that right now, and I'm submitting and surrendering to your lordship right now and and we we know there's so many prophecies in the old testament that's been fulfilled by jesus and about him being lord and and we see it in in scripture in in the new testament when john the baptist was out baptizing people mm-hmm. and yeah he was he was that voice in the wilderness yes. who, who, was, who was preparing the way for the lord mm-hmm. uh, as as was prophesied in isaiah but in john chapter 1 verses 28 and through 29, we read, These things took place in Bethany, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So we see him saying, There he is. There he is, yes. There's who we've been waiting for. Right. The Lamb of God, and he's going to take away the, the sins of the world. world. Right. And John eight twenty four reads, Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins unless you believe that I am he who will die in your sins. That's Jesus talking. Mm-hmm. He said, you're going to die in your sin if you don't believe. You don't believe in me. Right. And then we read um, in John chapter 20, verses 26 to 29, that after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. And Jesus came, the door having doors having been shut. This is after he died and he rose again. Mm-hmm. And they were all in a room gathering, wondering yep. what, what they were going to do. Right. And uh, Jesus had already shown himself uh, to people, and, and we, had, we had Doubting Thomas there, right? <laughs> and uh, Jesus just, he just appeared. He just came uh, like right through the doors. And he said to Thomas, he said, reach your finger. Reach here with your finger 
and see my hands and reach out here your hand and put it in, into my side. Because, you know, Thomas was saying before that, well, you know, until I can, and talk and I can do it, that, yeah. yeah. And um, then, yeah, I'm not going to believe. Right. Well, Jesus Jesus heard him say that because mm-hmm. he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and he said, all right, here you go. Here's my hands. Here's my side. Go in and touch right. and believe. And Thomas answered and said to him, he, he, we notice he didn't touch him, that he, he didn't stick his hand in the holes, in the, uh, his finger in the holes of the hand or into his side, because right. he saw Jesus, and he was like, wow. Yeah, I just can't imagine the, the awestruck feeling that they all had, but especially Thomas, because Thomas had said these things, and Jesus comes up and says, all right, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God, he wrote right there, my Lord. Mm-hmm. He realized he is Lord. Right. He is God. And Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they who did not see and yet believe. And that's mm. us today. Right, yes. Jesus isn't walking physically in human form today as he did back then. He was fully human and fully God. Mm-hmm. But he says, blessed are they who, who, who don't see me and believe and so that's us right we we believe and why do we believe martha why do you believe in jesus well for one thing i mean it's just i know he's true there's it's it's more than just because well i mean i was raised in a christian home but it's more than that that i've been taught about jesus all my life is i have experienced him in my life Sometimes, like I said, sometimes I just words just don't don't exactly say what I want to say, but I know He is alive. I know He because I have I have read His Word and I have applied His Word, and it is true. And like I said, I hear Him. He talks with me. He walks with me every day. I feel His peace. I feel His presence. Um, I know I am loved by Him. I mean, He's just, He's He's real to me because He is real, and His Word is alive and living. You read it. And you obey it, and you follow it. I mean, that's life. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's truly life. Who else to uh, be obedient to and follow than the one who gave us life? Yeah, I feel like Peter in that I'm I'm a different person than I was before I came to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And, and we see that when we read about Peter, how he, I mean, man, when he saw the resurrected Jesus Christ, he became a totally different person. Right. And and I have too because I have experienced Jesus in my life. Yes, exactly. And I know everything that I read is true because I've seen it lived out in my life. I've seen right. the changes that only could come from him, from him. in my right. life. And and he is my savior. He is my Lord. And it's um it's like in uh, Acts chapter 2 verse 36. Uh, here, here's Peter preaching, the same guy who ran when Jesus got arrested right. and, and denied, denied Jesus. Yeah. Here he is preaching to the gospel so everyone can hear, even those who, who had Jesus killed. And he's saying, therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him, talking about Jesus, both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. So he was a changed man, Mm -hmm. but he said, God's made him both Lord and Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. And then in in Acts 10, 13, Peter's preaching to the Gentiles. And Luke records some of Peter's message here in Acts where he's preaching to the Gentiles. And he says, the word which he sent to the sons of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, 
He is Lord of all. So he is Lord of all. And then, as I mentioned earlier, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. And he's Lord, he's Savior. So our question is, have you, those of you listening today, received Jesus as your Savior? Have you turned your life over to him? Have you surrendered to his Lordship? And as we have been saying throughout this broadcast, if you haven't, do that today. And just call out to him. Just talk to him. How how do I pray to God? Just talk to him. He understands every single language in this whole wide world. So he understands you. If you're from South Alabama, he understands South Alabama English. If you're from Georgia (laughs) or the Panhandle of Florida, he understands (laughs) you. Wherever you're listening at today, he understands you. Just go to him. Ask him to forgive you. Say, Lord, I'm going to repent. I don't want my ways anymore. I want yours. And I give my life to you. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again on the third day, and you live forever. And I confess that you're my Lord, and I love you. And then follow him. Just follow him. What does that mean? Be in his word. Read his word. Be involved in some some good Bible studies, uh, uh, a good church that's making disciples. Uh, We have great discipleship going on here at Love and Action. You can check that out on our website at loveandactionministries.com. But tell somebody. Tell somebody who's a a believer. If you want to call us. Call us at 334-494-4995. Or you can email me at ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com. We'd love to talk with you and give you some next steps. But Jesus is Lord. He is Savior. And he is why we celebrate. And we need to celebrate him all year long, not just right now. Not just during December. Because the fact of the matter is he... Wasn't really born in December. Most people think, most scholars think he was probably born around September, okay. somewhere in that neighborhood. But anyway, he, he was born of the Virgin Mary, and he did live a perfect, sinless life. And he did die, and he did rise again. And he is coming back, and we need to be ready. So I encourage you again, call out to him as your Savior and as your Lord. And Martha's, we're about to... Wrap up now as we are already out of time. Uh, any last words you would like to say? I was just I would just implore you, um, if you don't have a relationship, now I didn't say you, you may know about him. That's not the same thing as knowing him, having that personal relationship with him. I mean, talking and walking with you daily, living out uh, your life with his plans and his purposes for your life. Um, if you don't have that relationship with him or if you're unsure, then then be then I ask I employ you today to turn your life over to Jesus Christ, just just like uh, Ken has just shared how to do that. He just shared that. So just ask him into your heart today, ask him into your life today and give your life to him. And like I said, you need to like like Ken was sharing, you know, get in his word. Um, get into a good Bible believing, Bible preaching church. And how are you going to know it's a Bible preaching church where you got to read your word so you'll know if there's preaching uh, from the Bible or not. So you read your word and get with some br- good Christian brothers and sisters and study the word together and live this life together and know who he is and, be, and follow him, only him. And just know his love today. If you need someone that loves you regardless, um, he's the one. 
and never fear, never leaves you, never forsakes you, never have to fear because he's with you if he's your Lord and Savior. And you have never done anything bad enough where he won't save you. He will save you. Right. No matter what. And he loves you. And yes. so just call out to him today. But Martha, thank you for joining me in the studio today. <laughs> well, thank you for asking. <laughs> and we'll def- I'll definitely, definitely have you back again real soon. Thank you very uh, much. And just always enjoy just being with you. And, and now to be on the radio together is, yeah. is, is cool. It is cool. So we praise God. <laughs> God is awesome. I want you all out there to always remember that Jesus loves you so much. Just know that. And I pray that you have a really good rest of the day, a good week coming up. And I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.